Welcome to Talking Ball. I have no clue what episode number this is, but I'm Jaden Wardwell. I'm Big Matt Wallen. And we are joined by a new guest today. Luke is out of town, so filling in for him, we have Jacoby Kessie. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me on the show. All right, so it is Football Monday here today. We are just saying, heck with basketball. It's just regular season action. Nothing's happening. In case you don't know, LeBron, LeBron dropped 50. Jimmy Butler's the sixer. And that's about it recently. Well, Portland's the number one seed in the West. Portland so. is the number one seed in the Kemba West. Kemba Walker dropped 58. Did he really? Yeah. Really. There's been some crazy 50-point games this year in the NBA already. But anyways, we're going to start off with our top 10 quarterbacks. That has been the controversy between our talking ball crew lately. We will not stop talking about quarterbacks lately. So let's just go. I'll go through and name our number 10. Matt? Uh, my number one. No, number 10. Oh, number 10. Oh, number 10, I've got Carson Wentz. Number 10, I've got Patrick Mahomes. At my number 10, I come in with a surprise at Nick Mullins. He is a very young QB, and he's got a lot of talent. He broke all of Brett Favre's, Favre's records at uh, University of Southern Miss, and this guy has a bright future, especially playing with Mike Shanahan in his offense. Oh, I, I mean, unfortunately, I can't put Nick Mullins in my top 10 just because next year he's not even going to be a starter there, unfortunately, just because of how much they're paying Jimmy G. But, um, yeah, he is talented. He had an awesome rookie game, and I'm definitely rooting for Nick Mullins. As the well, think about on. how much money that the Cardinals are paying Josh uh, – not Josh Rosen, Sam Bradford. I know, but Jimmy Garoppolo is the highest-paid quarterback in the NFL. Well, if uh, – there's a, there's a stark difference between their two contracts. You can't compare the two. If, if uh, Nick Mullins isn't starting next year, then um, he's going to go to another team and light it up, mark my words. Maybe, maybe Jacksonville. Maybe Buffalo. Maybe Buffalo. I hope Jacksonville. All right, so number nine, I've got Aaron Rodgers. I know, I know why Aaron Rodgers at number nine. He's a top three quarterback. Just reality of it is, is that with quarterbacks, personality is a big key in everything. You have to be a leader on the field and off the field. And I just really don't like complainers. Aaron Rodgers, with him, nothing can ever be his fault. He never takes the blame like a quarterback should. And I just don't see that leader mentality in him that you see from guys like Russell Wilson or Drew Brees or Tom Brady. He's the most talented at the quarterback in the NFL, in my opinion, by far. Not even close, but he just doesn't have everything quite put together. He will make some great plays, but other times he will just be so selfish that he'll choke the game away, and that, that does happen with him. So, For not, for my number nine, I'm going to have to go with Patrick Mahomes here. I had to put him above Carson Wentz because Patrick Mahomes right now is a better quarterback than Carson Wentz. And everyone agrees with me except for Jaden here. Like, it's actually crazy how many people disagree with you. Oh, no, I that. understand that it's easy for you guys to get caught up in the hype. You guys are all sheep. I understand. You'll get caught up in the hype of him having this great season. He won't be able to sustain it. He'll come back down to earth. He'll be a borderline top 10 quarterback for the rest of his career. Okay. Well, he is having a better season right now than Carson Wentz's yes. season last year. Yes, I wholeheartedly agree, but that doesn't mean he's a better quarterback at all. And that's statistical, statistically wise, by the way. Jacoby, number nine. Uh, my number nine, I come in with Cam Newton. He is a great runner and passer. He can really do it all. Uh, he's got the he's got the biggest body in the NFL. He he'll put his body on the line for games. He loves to win. But uh, the one problem I have with him is he's very cocky and a sore loser. And uh, that's not something I like to see out of a quarterback. Uh, but this year he's been great. Been um, and he's not turnover prone as much as he has been in the past. I'd love to see, especially out of a flaring Carolina Panthers offense. Um, with my number eight, I've got my boy, Carson Wentz. You know I had to put him in here somewhere. I really wish I could put him higher, and if this was at the end of last year, he probably would have been my number three or four. But um, 
He's definitely struggled so far this season along with the whole Eagles team. Definitely some Super Bowl hangover going on. I have no doubt that he'll be able to get back to that top five status, but just the way he's handled this year, coming off of an injury, Super Bowl hangover, I can't in good conscience put him in my top five right now. For my number eight quarterback right now, I'm going to have to go with Ben Roethlisberger here. Sure, he didn't do great this week against Jacksonville, although they did win that game, and he was a big leader of that comeback. But this season, he has been putting up great numbers. That Steelers offense takes a big hit without Le'Veon Bell, but they somehow incorporated James Conner into that offense, not just as a running back, but as the same kind of receiving back that Le'Veon Bell was. And I think a big reason for that is because Ben Roethlisberger knows how offenses work, and he's a great winning quarterback. See, that's why I have to disagree with you there, Matt. Uh, I believe the Steelers offense haven't skipped a beat without Le'Veon Bell. Yes, he was a great back. They've been also, better, arguably, yeah. in almost every statistical category. He's brought He brought a lot of drama to the team, especially with refusing to play with them. And James Conner's really stepped up and filled his role. High-character player, too. Yeah, I very like great back. Uh, and he, he's an extremely hard worker. And I, I disagree with Ben Roethlisberger in the top ten. He's super... Uh, turnover prone, and I don't like that. I don't want to see that in a top 10 quarterback. He will have his uh, five touchdown games, but he'll have, also have his five interception games. And in the playoffs, he's um, a little shaky at times, especially in the AFC Championship. His Super Bowls that he's won, he's been carried by his defense every time. But, yeah, he, he's a great quarterback, but he has some issues for sure. Um, For my number seven, I've got – What? Oh, hey, my bad, my bad, my bad. You do your number eight. For my number eight, I got an uh, – Young quarterback, Mitch Trubisky. And I'm going to tell you why right here. He's a great quarterback, and he's doing what he at, what's asked of him. He's asked to keep his team in games because he has the defense. Keeping to, your team in games doesn't make you a top-ten quarterback. He's great at what he does. He's a great game manager, but, but that doesn't make you a top-ten quarterback. He's asked to keep his team in games. He does I get what that's he's what asked. he's asked to do, that, but in d- doing what you're asked doesn't make you a top-ten quarterback. Sometimes you got to do a little more than that. Sometimes you got to throw 500 yards in the Super Bowl. Do you think Mitch Trubisky could throw 500 yards in the Super Bowl? If he's asked to, I believe no, he can. You're no, you're kidding yourself. he is not throwing 500 the yards Chicago, in the Super Bowl. Bears aren't asking a lot of him. He is a second-year quarterback? Yeah, I think he's, he's a second-year second quarterback. But that doesn't make him – he's a great game manager. If I have a great defense, if I'm paying a bunch of guys on D, I'm paying wide receivers, I'm paying a running back, I'm paying a line, Mitch Trubisky's a great option. He won't lose you games. He will keep you in them. He's not very turnover-prone. He's a great game manager. But that doesn't make you a top-ten quarterback See, whatsoever. All those, all those things you just said I have a problem with because all those things you just said – are what I'm asking for in a quarterback. He doesn't turn the ball over. He's going to keep you in close games, and he's going to win those close games. He's got the weapons on offense with Jordan Howard and Tariq Cohen. He's got some big big wide receivers on the come up. And their defense, all you need to do is keep your team in games with that kind of defense. I, don't, I just disagree wholeheartedly with that one. Keeping your team in games just doesn't make you a top-10 quarterback. By that, by that logic, Alex Smith is a top-10 quarterback. If until Chicago asks Mitch Trubisky to do more, he's going to be a top ten quarterback. He's doing exactly no, what he's asked. No, no, no. If 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 you are a C student and you've always been a C student, just because your parents only want you to get C's, that doesn't make you a smart kid. If you're an A student, your parent and your parents want you to get A's, that makes you a smart kid. If you're an A student and your parents want you to get C's, that makes you a start smart kid. Mitch Trubisky's getting C's. His parents want him to get C's. That's all I'm saying. He's average. He's so, not anything that's more. That's what I'm saying. Until the Bears ask him to do more. But that, that doesn't make you a top ten. Again, does 
does having straight C's when that's all you're expected to do make you a smart kid? It can. It doesn't. The biggest billionaires have dropped out of high school, have had have got straight C's. That's the that's the most average grade for the most successful we'll see, people. We'll see in five years if Mitch Trubisky is putting up numbers on the on the level of Within Patrick five Mahomes, years, Russell I think Wilson, Mitch Trubisky Matt Ryan, and the Bears are Super Bowl Cam contenders. Newton, Carson Wentz. I think they're Super Bowl contenders right now. Yeah, I agree. I, I, the NFC is wide open. All you got to get past is New Orleans. Honestly, the Eagles are struggling. The whole division is struggling. Offenses win regular season games, but defenses are what win playoff yeah, games. Yeah, the Bears have a great defense. And but, in the playoffs, all you can ask from your quarterback is to keep you in games, especially no, in that's, the playoffs. That's where you're wrong. You need the quarterback to win you games. Tom Brady th- had one of the best Super Bowl performances in NFL history. And still yeah. lost last year. Yeah. You look exactly. You look at Russell Wilson when they when he won his Super Bowl. All he did was keep the Seahawks in the game, so his defense could come up mm-hmm. and make no. Big and, plays. and that was the role Russell Wilson played. But at that point, I would not have him as a top ten quarterback. Since then, he has taken over and he has become that A student, and he is a great quarterback. That's he what I see in Mitch Trubisky. Okay, so you're saying he can be a top ten. He quarterback. will be. Okay. He is but, right now. No, he is. But, okay. Okay. We'll move on. We'll move on. My number seven, I've got Cam Newton. Like Jacoby said, just a huge athletic body, cannon for an arm, and his personality is slowly maturing. He's had a great year. He's leading this Panthers team. He's an MVP. I, I like Cam Newton a lot. He's just done everything right these past couple years, and he's talented. He's a hard worker. He's going to get the job done. I do believe the Panthers will win a Super Bowl before Cam Newton retires. And I just I love everything about Cam. I wish I could rank him higher, honestly, but he just needs to get that short accuracy a little better, and he he can be a top five quarterback. For me, for my number seven, I'm gonna have to go with Philip Rivers here. He's a great quarterback. He's constantly kept the Chargers just within contending form in the AFC West, where they've dealt with tough teams, especially with the Broncos when they. We're pretty much a dynasty with Peyton Manning on their team. Yeah, the Broncos had a great run while Peyton Manning was here, that's for sure. All right, um, Jacoby? Um, at number seven, I have Jared Goff, quarterback for the Rams. Uh, I feel like he's a great young quarterback. He makes a lot of smart decisions with uh, minimal mistakes, especially this past year. Um, he's got a great coaching staff and a lot of weapons around him, which will help propel him and the Rams to a big playoff run, but I think it'll be short-lived. All right, um, for my number six, I've got Matt's pick right here for number seven, Phillip Rivers for the Chargers. I don't even know how long his career has been. I think he got drafted in 2004 but ever in that draft class with Eli Manning. But ever since then, he has just been the model of consistency throughout his NFL career. He doesn't have bad years. The Chargers are never an awful football team. They haven't had a lot around him, but he still managed to win them games. And the Chargers are contenders this year. They are the most slept-on team in the NFL. I think they still only have two losses. Seven and two. Seven and two. They have a, the Chargers are seven and three now. Oh, they, do they lose? They lost to the Broncos yeah, okay. this week. That's not a bad loss, though. The Broncos are a tough team. They're one of those teams that's it's sneaky good. It's also in a Better than their game. record. Better than their record. And, yeah, divisional games are always big. And um, anything can happen. But Phillip Rivers has been the model of consistency. They've got a great defense. They're star-studded on offense. I would watch out for the Chargers in the playoffs. And what I honestly think is a wide-open NFL. I don't think any team is as dominant as we think they are right now. Uh, for my number six... I think people will think this is a pretty interesting pick, but I'm going to have to go with Cam Newton here just because he's not putting up the stats you would expect of like a top 10 quarterback, but he is keeping the, he is winning games for the Panthers right now. 
He is keeping them in contention. They do not have a great roster by any means. No. They have, not, they, they have only had one receiver around him, and that's Kelvin Benjamin, and he's gone. And so he's not do doing good with the Bills right receiving now. Receiving back in Christian mm-hmm, McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. But it's not like he's going to be able to carry the ball 25 times a game and get you those ground and pound yards. Right. They need a better – they need a, not a better running back. Excuse my word, wording there. But they need just a bigger running back who can pound the ball a little bit more. Because, like, in my opinion, you've got, if you've got three people in the backfield, a big a big running back who can run over you, Christian McCaffrey who will slip right past you, and Cam Newton who can do both, like, who do you cover as a linebacker? I love Not Cam. The quarterback. I love Cam Newton, just considering he's <laughs> keeping the Panthers in the contention in that tough division where they're also facing off against the Falcons and the Saints. For my number six quarterback, I have to go with um, Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes. He's got the biggest arm in the league, and you can't cover every receiver every play for seventy yards. Uh, he's got a lot of weapons around him, which helps him a lot, and he's got a pretty good defense, who's right now getting slaughtered by the Rams, but. Um, all in all, it's 44 to 40 as we record this, by the way, so we don't have any of this final information for us. The Chiefs don't have a good defense. And Patrick Mahomes is still winning them games. That makes my case for him being a top six quarterback in the league. He's got the biggest arm in the NFL, and he can also run and make you miss in the open field. All right, for my number five quarterback, I have Andrew Luck. Just probably the biggest prospect I've ever seen come out of college. Most hyped surrounding. Can you guys agree with that? He's the most hyped out prospect and I Robert, think we've RG3, ever seen. RG3. I, I, well, I mean, Andrew Luck was selected or over. Or even Johnny Menzel. Yeah. No, he wasn't as hyped out. He wasn't supposed to be this good. Like He was supposed to be okay, not this good. But um, Andrew Luck, just, I mean, what can you really say about, that, about him? Blue chip guy, great personality, comes from a family of athletes, does his job, super high character. Which is, again, what I look for in a quarterback a lot. you got to be a high-character guy, leader on and off the field. He's got all the arm talent you could ever want. I put him and Aaron Rodgers in a category of their own when it comes to the ability to play football. Like, they are some talented, talented dudes. And, you know, I just don't even really know what to say about him. He just does everything you really want in a quarterback. only thing keeping him from being a top three, top two guy is the fact that he hasn't played that much and the fact that he hasn't really won anything yet. This Colts team has overachieved a lot this season, though, and they, they could make the playoffs. They could make the playoffs. I'm a huge injured Luck fan. Always loved Stanford. Always loved him. Uh, I feel like he's coming back to the league after these few injuries. He, is, he has made himself known. He's having a great year. Great year. Yeah, he's, um, he's crazy talented, and I think after this year, he'll definitely be a top-five quarterback. All right, Matt? Uh, I'm, I've got the same pick as you, Jaden. I've got Andrew Luck as uh, my number-five quarterback. Right now, he has, a, he has seven straight games with three or more touchdown passes, and only Tom Brady, who had 10, and Peyton Manning, who had eight, have had, uh, ever, ever had longer streaks than that. He's also on like a 30-game, 30, 30 30-something 30 game touchdown, streak, uh, touchdown pass streak. Yeah, he's insane. He throws touchdowns, which, I, again, don't correlate to wins. We touched on that in our, in our Mahomes-Wentz argument. Touchdowns do not correlate to wins. The last 10 league leaders in passing touchdowns. So for the past 10 seasons, not one of them has won the Super Bowl that year. It just doesn't correlate at all. Passing touchdowns are an awesome stat, and they can show how good you are, but they don't make you good. Not whatsoever. you got to be a winner, not a passing touchdown thrower. See, that's where I disagree. The NFL is the, or football is the biggest team sport in the league. And if you just have it in the world. In the world. Yeah. And if you just have a good quarterback, that doesn't mean you're going to go to the Super Bowl, win Super Bowl every year. You need to have 
good players at every position and great coaches. Quarterback's that, the biggest piece by far. I don't care what you say. Quarterback is the biggest piece. That is undebatable to me. But that doesn't matter if your defense is giving up 44 points a game or you don't have the weapons around you to make you good. You can make the argue for the Carson Wentz yeah. right there with yeah. his defense and his, his wide receivers. He's not a top 10 quarterback, in my opinion, because of that. He's got the body, the arm, and everything else, but he's not a top 10 quarterback because he doesn't have the pieces around him to make him great. Um, in my opinion, you don't need the pieces. You just got to do it sometimes. We've seen it with Tom Brady, seen it with Drew Brees, seen it with Andrew Luck, seen it with Russell Wilson. Guys, just you got to do it. You got to do with what you have sometimes, to be honest. You just got to do with what you have. If you got to do with what you have, then why is Carson Wentz a top 10 quarterback? He is a top 10 quarterback. Look at the numbers. He threw three interceptions yeah, last he had, week. Yeah, he had an awful game last week. That's fine. Look at the numbers. He'd look, watch a game. He's he's a top 10 quarterback. I don't think that's debatable. He, he might be lower top 10 or higher top 10, depending on what, how you want to look at it, but he's a top 10 quarterback. Numbers prove it. At my number five quarterback, I've arguably one of the most consistent quarterbacks of all time in Phillip Rivers. He's a great quarterback. Model of consistency. Lots of accurate throws. Can throw a lot of touchdowns and doesn't throw a lot of interceptions. Yeah, he'll have his high pick games every now and then, but he doesn't do it a lot. And he's a great quarterback who always competes in the division no matter who he has on his team. Yeah, Uh, Chargers are never a stinky team. They're always competing in the AFC West. I like him a lot. For, num- for my number four, I have, in my opinion, the best competitor and the best leader in sports, Russell Wilson. He's not the most talented guy. He's what, 5'11"? Yeah. You know, he doesn't, he's not the fastest. He doesn't have the biggest arm. He doesn't even have the best accuracy. But the way he carries himself and brings himself out there, he just makes himself great. He works with what he has, and that's what makes you a top 10 quarterback right there. You got to do with what you got. He has arguably one of the worst receiving cores in the NFL, but he has he's yet statistically one of the best quarterbacks. He carries his team to wins. The Seahawks should not be nearly as good as they are. Even though they're not great, they should not have nearly as many wins as they have. Russell Wilson carries them. He is the MVP of the league every year, in my opinion, if you want to take it in the literal sense that is that it is the most valuable player. He is the most valuable player to his team in the NFL. For my number four quarterback, I'm going to have to go with Russell Wilson. In Seattle, they've just got no pieces for him. He's got no offensive line. He's got no wide receivers, excluding Doug Baldwin. But other other than Doug Baldwin, he's got nothing. He's got no running back where they can actually kind of lean on for the offense. He is literally carrying the Seahawks. They also have no defense. But Russell Wilson is the reason that team gets wins. Yep. He's a, he's a win carrier. Simple as that. That's, that makes you a great quarterback. We're going to go three for three here on our number four pick. At number four, I also have Russell Wilson. He is, in my opinion, the best leader and has the best personality in the league. He has no pieces on the offensive line and um, allows receivers to make names for themselves. Doug Baldwin, not a big guy, not a fast receiver. But oh, man, may I add? Worst head coach in NFL football. Worst head coach. He made one bad decision. Worst head coach. Worst head coach. And Russell Wilson still gets it done. I don't think so. I do. I think Mike McCarthy's worse. All right, all right, but go on, go on. Uh, he's he's a winner. He uh, he proved it his rookie year when they went uh, ten and five and made a wild card. He proved it his second year when they went thirteen and three and went on to win the Super Bowl. Although he did get a lot of help from his defense, uh, but now he's really improved with no offensive line, no really talent around him. He makes guys look good, and by doing that, he makes himself look good. He is a great player, and uh, the only reason I don't have him in my top three is because of his age. Well, how old is he? 
Uh, I think it's his. He's got to be close to 30 now, no? No, he's like 20. I think 28. he's 28. Yeah, 20. Yeah, close to 30. He's getting up there. Yeah, he's got a few more solid years left, mm-hmm. though, for sure. For sure. I mean, look at Tom Brady. He's, what, 41 now? He's still getting yeah. it done at the highest level. All right, for my number three, I've got Matt Ryan, quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons. Now, I hear a lot of people say that, oh, he's fallen off. He's not what he used to be. The Falcons are bad. Well, here's some numbers for you. He's got 22 touchdowns this season to just four picks. Those are numbers that are comparable, and across the board he has numbers that a lot of, in a lot of places are better than his MVP year in 2017, I believe it was, or 2017? 2016. 2016. A lot of cases better than his MVP year in 2016. The Falcons aren't a great team overall. They're having a kind of a hangover year like the Eagles, but Matt Ryan is still getting it done. He's a leader. He's been consistent like Phillip Rivers. The Falcons never stink. I just like Matt Ryan a lot. He's a good leader, level head on his shoulders. He's never complaining, never whining like Aaron Rodgers. I'd rather have Matt Ryan than Aaron Rodgers any day of the week, any day. For my number three quarterback, I'm I'm pretty much just piggybacking. It's definitely Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan so far hasn't had a single game with less than 250 passing yards, and he's got a 7-to-1 touchdown-to-interception ratio, which is amazing. Uh, it's one of the best in the NFL right now, I think, except for Drew Brees and his, like, 23-to-1 um, which is insane. But Matt Ryan, he's having as great of a season as his MVP season in 2016. And he's sure he's got Julio Jones and Kelvin Ridley. He's an all right rookie receiver right now. He'll be good. I've, I don't I don't doubt that he'll be good, but he has a lot of kinks to work out. He's got the body of Megatron, though. So, But really, he's what makes some of those wide receivers good, like Calvin Ridley or Muhammad Sanu. Or even like Tevin Coleman or Devontae Freeman. They're, they're good receiving backs, but I think Matt Ryan is what makes them good. And can you name a better quarterback in the clutch? That's all I'm saying. Matty, can you name a better quarterback? He's Matty Ice, baby. 28 to 3. 28 to 3. Matty Ice. Matty Ice. <laughs> I don't care about that. The Patriots are on another level. There are 31 teams in the NFL, and then you can add like a 35 foot wall, and then the Patriots. Like, there's, it's not even a competition sometimes. <laughs> And another point I want to make here is that the Falcons, sure, they are 4-6 and six right now, but their entire defense is on the injured reserve right now. You can't put that on Matt Ryan right now. Hmm, much like the Eagles, eh? Yeah. Much like the Eagles. I would say so. Yeah. For my number three quarterback, I have Tom Brady. You know, this is a very uh, argumentative wrong. point. You're kidding wrong. yourself. You're definitely but wrong. Tom, although Tom Brady has the numbers and has the stats, I believe he's a system quarterback. Uh, he's got the rings, too. He's got of, the rings. Because of Bill Belichick's system, he has all the stats, all because of Bill Belichick. No. He has all the stats, no, all the rings. Wrong. Everything he has is because of Bill Belichick. System system quarterbacks only work when you've got Tom the personnel. Brady came the Patriots out. never had the personnel. Tom Brady came out. For four games, and in those four games, the Patriots went three and one, facing two of the top teams in the league. They Tom else? Brady is a system quarterback. No. Jimmy Garoppolo is fluttering in San Francisco this year before he got injured. Was he? Jacoby was Brissett. He? No, he wasn't. Fluttered no, he wasn't. in Indianapolis this year, or last year. Did he? Yes, no, he, he did. was average. No, he didn't. He was average. He was average. At best, he had a, he had multiple multiple interception games. That is not average. He's Especially pretty, for an NFL quarterback. He, he was actually one of the so better backups. So that is why I have Tom Brady the at number three. I don't think he has. he's the best talent-wise. He's got good accuracy, takes really good care of his body. But I believe all of his success, or not all, but most of his success is because of Bill Belichick and his system. 
Don't get me wrong, Joby. I'm the biggest Tom Brady hater you'll ever meet. I hate the Patriots. But I- I'm just going to say one thing. Three words. Kiss the rings. Kiss them. I'll kiss Bill Belichick's because that's how Tom Brady no, got his. They are the best tandem in NFL history. Bill Belichick would not work without Tom Brady, and Tom Brady would not work without Bill Belichick. If Tom every, Brady had, you're right. You're completely right that every quarterback that is still in for Brady has done a great job because of Belichick. But system. none. But I don't care if in the Super Bowl when it's crunch time. There's only, Matt Ryan's the most clutch quarterback in the NFL. But when it's Super Bowl time and if there's two minutes left and I'm on the 50 yard line, it's two minute drill. Taking Tom Brady, 100% of the time. I would have taken Russell Wilson if Pete Carroll didn't run the ball. I'm, I'm taking Tom ball. Brady. I'm taking Tom it's Brady. It's definitely Tom Brady. I'm, Tom Brady's definitely the pick in the Super Bowl. All right, for my number two pick, I've got. I think we're all going to agree on this one for the most part. I've got Drew Brees. Oh wait, I see on your list that you do not agree, Jacoby. But I've got Drew Brees at number two. Uh, he is just one of the best quarterbacks I've ever seen in my lifetime. Him, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning are just on a whole nother level when it comes to quarterbacks of this generation. Drew Brees puts up the numbers. He's a leader, super high character guy, Super Bowl champion on one of the worst teams he's actually played on, to be honest. And I think they're about to go get another ring this year. Drew Brees is the ultimate leader on and off the field, just like you want a quarterback. And like Russell Wilson, all the measurables aren't there. Doesn't have the biggest arm, not the biggest guy. Not the big studly guy that you see when you look at John Elway or Peyton Manning when they walk into the room. Drew Brees doesn't do that to you. He looks like you and me. Looks like a normal guy, but he gets the job done all the time. Touchdowns, big yards, everything. Just a great leader. Drew Brees is everything you could ever want in a quarterback. If, if And you and Luke always like to debate that, oh, best quarterback right now thing. Drew Brees is the best quarterback in the league right now. If I could pick one guy to start a game for me right now, it's Drew Brees. Hands down. Even the Super Bowl? Even the Super No, not the Super Bowl. Tom Brady. Tom Brady. I agree with you that t- Drew Brees is the second best quarterback in the league right now. But I disagree with you saying that this is one of the worst one of the worst teams that he's had. No, no, no. His 2009 Super Bowl team was one of the worst teams that he's oh, played Oh, okay. I, th- I thought that you were was, saying this year. That was not a good team. That team was so emotion high. Like, that was like the Eagles last year. There's such an emotion-riddled team. Yeah. I was about to throw out uh, three names for you for this year. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, and Mark Ingram. Like, I thought you were saying... Don't forget Brandon Marshall. He'll be a big piece, I feel like. I think he'll be very good. I think a lot of people have overlooked that moved by the Saints a lot. The one the one thing I'm worried about with Brandon Marshall is his first two days of practice. Hopefully he can make it through those. <laughs> For my number two quarterback, I have Aaron Rodgers of the Green Bay Packers. I believe he has one of the worst head coaches in the National Football League in Mike McCarthy. I do not believe he's a good head coach. He has talent-ridden wide receivers, uh, great receivers, but he continuously makes plays. Um, like Jaden said, he is one of the most talented quarterbacks in the National Football League, and the only reason he's not number one is because of his attitude. Yes, he's a whiner and will never take the blame for anything, and I believe he holds the ball way too long. Four seconds should be the max in the pocket. He's a he's, whiner. He's, he's averaging like seven or eight, and he's the one fact, of the most sacked quarterbacks The fact that you have Russell Wilson below Aaron Rodgers bothers me, Jacoby. I feel like you, of all people, would know that Russell Wilson is just a better leader. He doesn't have the talent, but he just makes things happen on a much higher level than Aaron Rodgers does. Aaron Rodgers will make these throws that make you think, wow, that is a once-in-a-lifetime thing, which is true, but he's not a leader. He's not one of those great slit-your-throat mentalities that Russell Wilson has that 
he, Aaron Rodgers will never, ever take a team and lead them to the Super Bowl by himself. He will need an extensive amount of help. Extensive. Yeah, but he's really talented. He's got a great arm and the perfect body. And now he's become more mobile in his later years and is really lighting it up for the Packers, especially with their awful coaching staff. They do have great wide receivers, but that's why Aaron Rodgers is my number two. I think I strongly disagree with you that Aaron Rodgers is so high. He's got the pieces. It's is no- he even in the top ten for you, Matt? No, he's no? not even in the top ten for That me. is bold. That is bold. Like... Very he's bold. got the pieces. Sure, the play calling might not be great, but he's got the pieces. Like, he can audible. No, I mean, all quarterbacks know how to au- know how to audible at the end of the day. Yeah, if if Aaron Rodgers Man- is- besides Tony Dungy, did Peyton Manning ever have a good coach? I think John Fox, Tony Dungy, and who was who was the guy in Indianapolis after Dungy? Tony Dungy is a Hall of Fame head coach, though. You're right. You're right. But uh, Jim Caldwell. Jim Caldwell is the name I'm thinking of there. Um. Yeah, I just sometimes you just got to make do with what you have. Aaron Rodgers, a lot of excuses, a lot of whining, all-time talent, but just not not even top five for me. I, I'm just not feeling it with him. Number one, the long-awaited. I'm sure based off how I've been talking, you will know how I feel about this, but I hate him. I hate his team. I hate his coach. I hate everything about them. But you got to respect him at the end of the day, and you got to respect Tom Brady as the GOAT. The greatest of all time, not only the best quarterback right now, not only the best quarterback of all time, but the best player of all time. I don't even think you can debate it. You can say it's the system, you can say it's whatever you want, but the reality is, is that to have success over this long of a period of time, you got to be great. And Tom Brady is just that. He puts up the numbers, he wins games, he gets along, he leads, he does his job, he is the GOAT. He Without does a question, asked, asked from he him. does what is asked and more. I don't think Bill Belichick pregame asked, "Hey Tom, will you go throw 500 yards for me?" No, I think Bill Belichick asked, "Hey Tom, will you win this game for me?" Oh, oh, okay. Well, I'm just saying, Eagles. That was the best team of all time that we saw there on this Super Bowl. The Eagles were the best team of all time, of all time. Uh, I don't know about that one. Definitely don't know about that one. But definitely not. <laughs> But Tom Brady is definitely my top, my top quarterback right now. Um, sure, they kind of had a big loss against the Titans, and they also had a big loss against the Jaguars. But other than that, Tom Brady has been amazing this season. He's 41 years old. How many quarterbacks do you know of that can still be dominant and s- still make their team a Super Bowl contender? Oh, I just—I'm going to interrupt you, Matt. So we are watching Chiefs Rams right now. One eighteen left in the fourth quarter, and guess who just threw a timely pick down three points? He was hit. He was hit as he threw. I don't care. He, he threw drilled. a pick. That was an awful throw. He was what drilled. Do you, why do you even make that decision? Why do you even make that? Why throw the ball then? If you know you're under pressure, why throw that ball? He was drilled. It's his mistake. It's his mistake. Patrick Mahomes oh. just threw a pick. That's all I'm saying. I'm saying. I still think Carson Wentz is better than or. I still think Patrick Mahomes is better than Carson Wentz. But keep going with Tom Brady. Keep going with Tom Brady. But he's wide open. But why throw that ball? Why throw that ball? You know you're under pressure. That ball was tipped. It was. He was hit as he threw. He was drilled. Are you sure that was tipped, Matt? Yeah. No. Or his arm was his hit. His arm was hit, but that wasn't tipped. And, yeah, he got hit, and absolutely that affected the throw. I, and I'm, I'm not saying he couldn't have made that throw, but it's just a questionable decision in general, even if he's not getting he hit. He was wide open. Spe- no, he wasn't. He was right in front of him. If he was wide open, it wouldn't have been picked off. 
if he didn't get hit, the ball would have been on a line. All right, we need another replay, but Matt, keep going. <laughs> Anyways, if I'm not going to be interrupted again, Tom Brady, he's 41 years old. He's putting up great numbers again. I don't think he's winning MVP again this season, but, you know, he is the greatest running quarterback of history. <laughs> he's only four yards away from 1,000 career rushing yards. Congrats, Mr. Tom Brady. Um, for my number one, I go with Drew Brees. You talk about a guy who The makes... only guy I could maybe get behind is a number one besides Tom Brady. You, you talk about making do with what you have. Drew Brees, 5'11", I think 180, but... Also, oh, making do with what you have is okay when it's Drew Brees, but when you're Andrew Luck or Matt Ryan or Carson Wentz, it's just not okay, right? I didn't say that. Yeah. I said Carson Wentz is not making do with what he has. He does. He, he won a Super Bowl. He won a Super Bowl. He did not win that Super he Bowl. He led his team to 13 wins. He led his team to the playoffs. Nick Foles won a Super Bowl. They wouldn't have been in the playoffs if Nick Foles started the whole season. Let's face it. Let's face it. Come on now. Don't, don't act. Don't Carson Wentz and act like Nick just, Foles just led his team to a one-score game. In a 48-7 to loss with three interceptions and sub-200 passing yards. Nick Foles catches that two-point conversion. Carson Wentz doesn't. Oh, I say Carson Wentz not only catches it, he one-hands it like Odell. That's all I'm saying. Carson Wentz is the go. But, but anyways, that does it for our top ten quarterbacks. Number one for Matt, Tom Brady. Number one for me, Tom Brady. Number one for Jacoby, Drew Brees. Yes, sir, baby. All right, next up, keeping with football, but switching leagues to the NCAA. We're all big college football fans here. We're going to do our top four teams, who is in the playoffs, as well as our first two out. Now, I'm looking at Jacoby's list here as we're kind of prepping for this segment, and I see something interesting. I see Notre Dame at number one, which kind of catches my eye at first. I'm like, okay, Alabama at number two, like for one of the best college football teams of all time, it's a little questionable. Then I look at number two, and I see Michigan, and I'm like, Wow, he really dropped them to number three, huh? But then I look at his number three and I see Georgia. And I'm like, what the heck? How can you have a team that lost to Alabama in front of them? And I'm like, he's really going to have Alabama at four, huh? But then I look at four and he's got Washington State, who he happens to be just a huge fan of. So I'm beginning to question, before we even do our first college football segment with him, that Jacoby may not be the most knowledgeable college football fan in the world. Jacoby, do you want to explain you're not putting Alabama in your top four pick? Yes, I'd love to. Uh, Alabama's a great football team, as everyone knows, but they play the Iron Bowl next week, and Auburn always plays them tough. There's been some miracles happening in the past years where Auburn has come up with a big upset, and even if they win that game, I do But Alabama see... beat Georgia. Yes, but I do see Alabama losing to Georgia. But Alabama the... has Nick Saban. I do see Alabama losing to Georgia in the SEC championship game. And I do believe a one-loss team that wins their division beats out a one-loss team that lost their division. And Notre Dame, I think they're going to win. No, I, I agree. If, if Georgia beats Alabama, they will get in. But right now, this is right now. This isn't what might happen in two weeks. Like, Alabama's clearly the better football team. Yeah, I'm, They're not going to lose to anyone. They, this is the best college football team overall. And again, I hate Alabama. They're the Patriots of the NCAA. But this is the best college football team I've ever watched right here. 2018 Crimson Tide. I believe Notre Dame wins out. They don't play anybody good in their division. And Michigan wins out. They're they beat Bowling Green by like six points. Yeah, but they're, they're, still, they're a good they're, team. They're, they're going to win two, out. But. 
they're going to win out, and Michigan's going to win out, which helps Notre Dame because Notre Dame beat Michigan, which is Michigan's only loss on the season. So I do have Michigan winning the Big Ten. I have Michigan at two. Georgia at three, winning the SEC. And a surprise pick from Washington State. I do believe they went out and win the Pac-12. And I do believe because of a championship game that the Pac-12 has to play, they do beat out any Big 12 team like Oklahoma and Oklahoma loses any chance of entering the college football playoffs. I also do believe Clemson is going to lose. I, I have See, them you, at six. You can't do this based off what you believe. We have to base this off what you know. I'm setting this as like the final. The, this the, is okay, the final these are your decision. final four? Then that, change, final that changes four. my picks up a little bit then. Okay, okay, keep going. So that is what I believe is going to happen. I have Oklahoma at number seven. I do believe because they don't have a championship game that that kind of penalizes them a little bit and doesn't help them in the long run. And that is why I believe that Washington State is going to sneak in at number four despite what anybody says. And they do have a great quarterback. Apple Cup's always a challenge. In Heisman, Heisman. No, Gardner's a good quarterback, but the stash can't carry you to Heisman, man. The stash doesn't carry you that far. Uh, I he's not a Heisman candidate. He, yes, he he's is. He's not a Heisman. He's in the top four right now. Is he actually? Yeah, he is. That is oh God. He, he is definitely in the top four right that, now. Yeah, he's not gonna win Heisman. I guarantee that. But, is that uh, one of your Jaden guarantees? That's one of my Jaden guarantees. I'm not he's Gardner, Gardner Minshew will not win the Heisman Trophy. I'm not saying he's going to win the Heisman to- Trophy. I'm saying he's in the talk. In the top four. In the top four. He's in the talk. He's, he's a Heisman candidate. Yes. All right, so for my top four, if we're talking right now, my top four is Clemson, Michigan, Notre Dame, Alabama. That's four through one. But if we're talking what will happen at the end of the season, I've got Oklahoma, Michigan, Notre Dame, Alabama. Now, just back to my point about Alabama. The fact that you cannot acknowledge them as the best team in the 2010s at least, maybe one of the best of all time, just look at their victories. A 56-point victory. 51-14, 57-7, 62-7, 45-23, 56-14, 65-31, 39-10, 58-21, 29-0 against 7th-ranked LSU. Hmm. 24-0 against 21st-ranked Mississippi State. Hmm. 50-17 against Citadel. Now, Keep in mind, the SEC isn't what it has been in the past. It's not this dog-out conference where all the teams are ranked. But Alabama has put it on every team they've played. It's not like Notre Dame, who's eking out six-point victories against Ball State. This is Alabama, who's getting 45-point victories against virtually everyone they play, shutting teams out. No team has scored over 31 points on them this year. And only one team has scored 30. Only one team. I do acknowledge that they're a great football team. They're probably the best of all time. But I'm saying, a a team that a team with one loss that wins their division will make it over a team with one loss that loses their division. I'm sticking with that statement. And if Georgia beats them at the end of the season, it doesn't matter what happened earlier in the season because at the end, it's who's better at the end, who has the better overall team at the end. So Jordan gets Georgia Alabama gets another stomp. shot at Alabama, and I think they take advantage of it. And beat him out barely. I've, I feel like it's a nail biter, but I feel like Jake Fromm comes through with the Bulldogs. So that's why I have Georgia at number three, Alabama at five. And that's the end of the argument. I do believe it's who is the best at the end of the season. And if Georgia's a more complete team and a better team at the end of the season and ends up winning that game, then they're going to get in and Alabama's kicked out. Alabama's just not losing. I don't know how to make that any more clear. They have literally dominated every team they have played. Neither Notre Dame, Georgia, or Michigan can say that. 
Alabama hasn't even been in a close game. In fact, Tua didn't even throw have a fourth quarter pass attempt until like week six. That's insane. They've got. I don't like Tua. I think he's overrated, but he he's working in that system well. He's gonna win Heisman hands down. They've got the Heisman. They've got studs on defense and on offense. They recruit better than anyone in the nation. Got the best head coach, best overall team. You just can't score on them. Simple as that. Yeah, but every every season you can have a fluke, and I feel like this Georgia game can be their fluke. And if it is, then it puts them out of the top four. Also, Alabama did have a scare last week as it was tied 10-10 at the halves with Citadel. But they ended up beating them 51-17. to But it's still a scare and shows teams that they can beat Alabama, especially in the first half. It's not a scare if you end up winning by that much. Or were you? Did you think Citadel had a chance at the half? Oh, I was hoping for a Citadel victory, of course. I think every, everyone was. But... It doesn't change the fact that they had a 33-point victory. It doesn't change the fact that mm. Citadel did not put pressure on 40 and scare points Alabama. in the second half. 40 points in one half of football. You can't say that the Georgia-Alabama again, game yet again, is still competitive. Yet again, was sitting at the end of the game. Alabama mm. placed two of their biggest rivals I don't think at the end I don't of think the a 30, season. I don't think a 33-point win is very competitive. Citadel is an unranked opponent. It shouldn't have even been close at the second at halftime. They should have blown out two. Should have been out it's of the game. It's all about how you then. make adjustments. It's all about how you make adjustments. And they, Alabama plays two of their biggest rivals in these next two weeks. I just don't see them beating both the teams. Uh, which one do you think is more likely to be better? I said Georgia. Like I said before, I feel like Georgia beats them for the SEC crown, and I feel like again a one-loss team with a championship beats a one-loss team that lost the. Championship. I don't think Georgia has any chance to beat Alabama. If I'm being honest, I think Alabama is miles and miles better than Georgia in every aspect of football. But if they are going to lose, I think it will be to Auburn. But again, I think that's just extremely unlikely. This is an Alabama team who we've seen going undefeated time and time again. They're going to be the first undefeated college football cha- playoff champion. They are the best team I've ever seen. But even if they don't beat Georgia, and Georgia that makes Georgia a two-loss team, which still puts Washington State in the playoffs. So I don't see how you can't have Washington State in the college football playoffs. The number one team in the country that I've got right now has got to be Notre Dame. Alabama, they're a great team, but other than LSU, they haven't really played anybody. Notre Dame just last Saturday played number twelve Syracuse and won thirty six to three. Earlier in the overrated season, Syracuse is not a football school. Okay, early in the season they played number seven Stanford, won thirty eight to seventeen. Stanford does not have a quarterback, and Bryce Love has been shut down since the beginning of the season. Everyone's been keen on them. They do not have a strong defense. They're not the team they were in the. They're past. just dominating I in an easy Pac twelve, and I love Pac twelve football. But they're by far the worst Power 5 conference Okay, right but you cannot say that Stanford is not a football team. They've always been a football team. Yes, they have a great coach, but they do not have the components around them right now to be as successful as they have in the past. Even with Kevin Hogan, they they were a really good team, and I think that that Oregon game really snubbed them out of the playoffs. Yep. Also, in the first game of the season, sure you could say, oh, it's the first game in the season. Maybe they're not like um, warmed up for the season yet. But Notre Dame beat Michigan 24-17. And that's why if I think if Michigan continues to play well, Notre Dame will move up in the rankings. Yeah. Notre Dame's the number two team in the country, but they simply don't have the dominance that Alabama does. You can score on Notre Dame. And when they they play teams like Georgia 
or Michigan again. Michigan has improved drastically. Like I think you can see that too, Matt. Um, when they play teams like Oklahoma with the stud Heisman candidate players and quarterbacks and running backs Washington and wide State. receiver, even Washington State going against my boy Gardner Minshew, the stash, like they're going to struggle a little bit. And I think we've seen that so far. They they've had some close calls. They've also handled some teams pretty well, but I just think that Notre Dame defense isn't anywhere close on the same level as Alabama is. College football, again, it's all about defense. It's all about defense. You just got to be able to stop the football at the end of the day because every college team has athletes. All you got to have is a guy with a 4-4-40 that can run down your throat every play. But what every team doesn't have are guys who who can consistently make open field tackles and read what the play is doing. And Alabama has them. I think Alabama's definitely going to be the number two team in the um, playoffs right now, though. I think they're going to stay undefeated to the, towards the playoffs. For my number three team, though... Okay, if Alabama wins out, they're not going to be number two. You realize that, right? Yeah, if Alabama they would wins be, out, they're going to be number one team. They're not, gonna, they're not going to... Winning out with the wins against Auburn and Georgia is not going to make them and drop LSU. a spot. Yeah, they're not dropping a spot. Sorry, Matt. I, I think I Notre Dame just out. has a tougher schedule than... Uh, Alabama. I disagree. Down the stretch, Alabama is going to get tested, like Jacoby said, but they're still they're still going to handle themselves. But but for my number three team, I think Oklahoma is just going to win the um, uh, the Big Ten. I like Oklahoma a lot as a sleeper if they can, one if they lo- can get into the playoffs. Their one loss was a one touchdown game to number fifteen Texas. Like you can't say that they lost to a really bad team when Lincoln Riley. I like him a lot, by the way. Yeah. And then for my number four team, I'm going to have to go with Georgia. Their RPI right now is ranked 19th in the country compared to Alabama's 60-something. Again, if Georgia wins out, or I mean, if Alabama wins out and beats Georgia, Georgia's a two-loss team. I don't see a two-loss team who lost their division beating a one-loss team who won, wins their division. I don't see how you don't have Washington State in your college football playoffs. I don't think Washington I State's beating they Washington. They are a better team. Yeah, I think they're going to lose the Apple Cup. And if... Um, just, I want you to think about this, Jacoby. So, it's it's in Pullman this year, yep. correct? Okay. It is Thanksgiving break right now currently in Pullman. Washington State, compared to a school like UW or the University of Oregon, is not a ginormous school, okay? Mm-hmm. They're going to have difficulty. In, when, okay, in Pullman, when you get the fans there and you get the students there, it is electric. Probably one of the hardest places in the, to play in the Pac-12. But when it is empty, that stadium is so small that it is like a ghost town. And they, I'm, I'm not kidding. I think the biggest factor in this game is going to be how many students show up. They've got to have that place electric and rocking Jake Browning and the Washington Huskies, or else I do not think they have. I don't think they have a chance because that place is going to be a ghost town. It's going to be like a neutral field because at the end of the day, there are going to be both Husky and uh, and Cougar fans there, right? And that student section is going to be a big factor. But all those kids are on Thanksgiving break, so how many of them will be there and attend? I don't know. Uh, I say many students are going to be there. The game has been sold out since like week three of the season. Uh, Washington no, State. No, no, I ha- no. Student section hasn't sold out. In fact, if you look at their social media, they're still trying to promote students to come. It's actually an issue. I did not know that. Yeah. It, it, the, the paid seats are sold out, but like I said again, both teams are in the same state. There are going to be fans from both sides there. The student section is going to be a big key. In college football, you cannot underestimate the power of the student section. 
I totally agree. But I still think Washington State handles um, Washington with ease. I, feel I don't like think it's so. Be... I th- Washington has one of the best defenses in the NCAA right now. And Gardner Minshew can, has proved to pick apart a lot of good teams. I don't think they're picking apart the Washington defense, though. So. I, I, I completely agree. I think it's going to be both teams' biggest test of the season. It's going to be I, – I might be we might be in store for one of the best games in college football this season. I think it's going to be a shootout, personally. Um, um, I, but at the end of the day, I just see Washington coming away. I think they've gotten snubbed out of a couple wins this year. They underachieved a lot, but, you know, Apple Cup, emotions running high, could be more of a mutual environment than anything, which is kind of the fun in Rivalry Week. We like Civil War, Apple Cup, Iron Bowl, things like that. It's kind of a mutual environment, and you really see what teams are made of. But I do believe that if even if for some reason Washington State cannot put up numbers against Washington, Jake Browning has struggled this whole year, and Washington State's defense is playing at a high I feel like they will, um, if not shut out the Washington State or Washington Huskies, not shut out, but shut them down. I do believe Washington State is the better complete team with the better coaching staff. May not have the better athletes, but I feel like they come away with a big victory this week. I disagree, actually. I think Chris Peterson is a better coach than Mike Leach. Oh, I, Mike Leach, though, is the best interview in sports. Have you ever heard him talk? He's hilarious. I love Mike Leach, but yeah, Chris Peterson. There's so many coach. great stories about Mike Leach. Chris Peterson is a better coach, though. I, I and if Chris Washington, Peterson is hey, a better Washington coach, State, explain the record. Washington State is a, the best story in Pac-12 football. One of the best stories in college football this year. Like, who expected this, right? Yeah, yeah. Nice try. Who expected this? Kooks, baby. Like this, this is a great story. If I'm Washington State, no matter the outcome of the Apple Cup or if they make the playoff or not, just the fact that you're going to be a top ten team, probably even with the loss, is just a major victory for that university. So they try to turn this football program along, turn this football program around. Go Cougs, baby! I'm rooting for you. Ever since Mike Leach has been in the um, facilities at Washington State, they've gone nowhere but up. Mike Leach is an amazing coach, and he's always improved. He they has- could only go anywhere. They couldn't go anywhere but up. At the first two seasons, they couldn't, but they have kept improving, and now they're a 7-1 football team uh, racing for the for the playoffs. They're in, they're in the talk. You have to put them in there. I believe that they will be Oklahoma if Oklahoma stays a one-loss team. I don't think so. I think Washington State will win the Pac-12, though, against Utah. Yeah, the Pac-12 is, like I said, just the worst division in college football. Washington State has taken advantage of that to their credit, but I just I don't see them making the playoff this year. If they can keep recruiting well, Mike Leach keeps leading those group that group of guys. I can see it in the future, but just not this year. This year, there's too much talent in the other teams. Yeah, there there is. Like, I get it. Gardner Minshew's having a great year. He's leading that offense. He's one of the stars, but he's not on the same level as a Kyler Murray or a Tua. I think you. I think you can. I, that. I believe Gardner Minshew is a better overall quarterback than Kyler Murray or Tua. Tua and Kyler Murray do have better do have better rushing yards, legs. Like they can make more plays with their legs. Pushing college football is a big factor, but. Kyler Minshew is the better overall quarterback. He makes the better reads and better. He's got better accuracy. Okay. He's a better. We'll leader. see. Hey, we'll see, won't we? I think the Apple Cup. We're gonna really see what Washington State's made of. Is it Kyler Murray or quarterback Bo Jackson? Huh? Dual sport, football and baseball. Oh, true, 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 true. All right, now before we end here, before we end our show, who's winning the Natty? Matt. I'm gonna have to go with Bama. Bama. Michigan. 
Michigan. Okay, and no. I want you to explain that because you've just been you've just been kind of getting a little comfortable here with Washington State. So. Uh, I like Washington State in the playoffs, yes, but Michigan is. I believe by far the best team in the playoffs, especially if Alabama isn't in it. Are you John a Harbaugh, Harbaugh believer? Is an amazing he coach. Notre Dame beat Michigan. And they have all the talents. Yes, that was early on in the season. It's hard I to believe, beat a team twice in one season. I believe really Michigan is. is the better overall team, especially down the stretch. They play tougher teams. And Notre Dame, like Jaden said, almost lost to Bowling Green. They only beat him by six points. So I do believe if it comes down to Michigan, Notre Dame, Michigan is winning by a mile. All right, guys. Thank you for tuning in to Talking Ball tonight. Uh, Rams Chiefs just went final. Uh, Rams pulling out the victory. I'm glad to see Patrick Mahomes struggle a little bit and prove my point, although I do think he's a good quarterback. But thanks for tuning in. Make sure to tune in next week.